even if you lose a couple of clients, it's better than losing all of your clients. And if you're doing something that you're more passionate about and you're excited about, not only will you keep the clients that you already have, but you'll attract new clients anyway. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, joined by my Thursday co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? Sore, actually, Sam. Sore? um, Well, you know, we've we've just sort of, you know, coming out of this lockdown period in the ACT and, uh, you know, my my steps per day has been averaging, I don't know, 30, maybe 40 (gasps) steps. Oh, Tim! No, look, it's probably better than that. Like, I reckon it's 20 steps from the bedroom to the office and maybe another 10 or 15 back to the kitchen again. <laughs> right. But So a couple of meals a day, we're up around the 100. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I've got a pretty good metabolism, so I'm doing it right, okay? okay. Now, I um, maybe a few hundred steps per day. Anyway, I, um, I got a call from a mate the other day and he said, look, we do a bit of business together. He said, let's catch up. Let's, um, we'll, meet at the, we'll meet at the pub and we'll go for a walk. Now, in my, you know, post-COVID brain, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to walk from the, like, the table we're at to the bar and back again. I thought you were in lockdown. Oh, you're not in lockdown no, anymore. No, we're not, we're not in lockdown anymore. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, we, we have some freedoms restored, uh-huh. restored to us. Thank you, uh-huh. God. But anyway, he, no, he actually meant go for a walk, <laughs> not like a proper walk. And we ended up walking about seven and a half kilometres. Uh-huh. And my, uh, I must be getting old because my hip did not like that. <laughs> and about three quarters of the way through, I was like, it's starting to sort of seize up a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Tim yeah, Hyde, more, more walking for you. Buddy, I'm like, I, you know, I'm clearly following my father's footsteps. He's had two hip replacements and I'm, I'm on the way, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I can't just say I'm going to sit down here. Can you go and get my car and come and pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, let's celebrate the wins. I'm so very glad you went for a walk and absolutely annihilated that steps of a hundred. Well done, Tim. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, Today, okay, okay, simpler times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, talking about simplification, that's what we're going to talk about today, how to simplify your business. I often say to people, business is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And sometimes we can get really caught up in making our business much harder or much more complicated than it needs to be. So today we're going to talk about how you can take a look at what you're doing and simplify it to get, maybe you're a bit overwhelmed. Maybe you need to get back to something that feels a little bit more manageable and a lot more fun. Do you reckon you run a, a complex business, a complicated business? I, it's definitely not as simple as it could be. And I think we've knowingly brought on a little bit of more complexity because of because we do have a team 
Mm. And yeah, I think quite, that quite a large team now. Now, obviously, that that comes with that's exactly right. So, well. so it does have complexities to it. I mean, for the size of the team, they're super simple to work with. But of course, that doesn't mean that it's simple. Full stop. You still, you know, got people that you uh, you need to hire and 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 look after. But so probably from that perspective, not as simple. But mm. uh, yeah, the, but the rest of it, I would say yes. I'm all for simplification. How yeah. about you? Um, look, yes. Like, yes, so- what? <laughs> I felt like a mum then. Yes, yes what? Uh, yes, <laughs> what? Uh, well, yes, I, yes, I think I run a relatively complex business. But I, um, I did a, a social media post recently that, and in this case, because I know a lot of people talk about automation and they think, oh, my God, automation is so complicated. It's very, very difficult. And in many ways, that that is true, right? Some of the stuff that we do, uh, in our business and for our clients, and I know Sam and yours is the same, is quite complex with the goal of simplifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and like if you look at a car, for example, right, a car allows us to move from, you know, walking speed at say three or four kilometres an hour to get from A to B at 100, 110 depends where you are, right? Let's call it 100 kilometres or 60, 60 miles per hour. It allows us to accelerate. Now, when we operate a car, operating a car is actually quite a simple process. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got to go left and right. It's got to go faster and it goes slower button. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's 30,000 parts in a car to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't want to necessarily simplify the business. We want to pair it back so it's simple to understand mm-hmm. in many ways. So there might be some complex components which go into delivering, I guess, in a simple way. Mm. I actually really, really like that analogy. That's super good. I know that one of the questions that we ask on our team meeting every time is what are we doing that could be simplified? We ask at every single team meeting, what's happening that you think that we could simplify, make easier? Where's the bottlenecks? Who's the bottlenecks? And we always do want to simplify it down. And I know that um, the very first thing we're talking about here is something that I specifically did last year. So um, let's dive in. This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time-consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. Okay, so we've got, we've got a, a relatively simple framework here for you to give some thought to. Um, and the two key areas of this is around your products, offerings, and your clients. Now, the first one, the reason we think we should start with product offering is because we, we often think that if I do more stuff, I will make more money. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. Mm-mm. So what we suggest is doing this exercise, we call it A, B, C, D, right? And this is, you know, what's the, the best one? A, A to D being best to worst, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So write down all of the things that you sell to your clients. Now, that might be anything from a $7 lead magnet through to your top-tier consulting product, your course, your... Your VIP days. VIP days, everything. Write them all down. A good way to do this is on a, a Google spreadsheet. We're going to have a couple of columns that happen, that happen after all your product offerings, right? So, Sam, we've got your BSA, 
What are the other offerings that some of the some experts of collective thought leaders lab? Okay, so we've got three. Let's just, let's just go. There's three products there. I know you've got some low value products as well, right? So if you write those three down now, the columns that follow on from those product offerings is you're going to have you're going to rank these on enjoyment, and we can just do one to ten, right? Effort and money. Mm. I find this extremely easy to do because once you sit down to do it and you write them down, you get or I do anyway, I just get a feeling instantly of whether I want this or whether I don't. And in the past, I have tried to think my way out of those situations. I would go with your feeling on these. When you talk about this particular product offering, how do you feel when you think about it? Yep. Okay. So we've got at least three columns. Now in those columns, we're going to put one to 10. I actually think if you are being a little bit clever here, you could actually put a a secondary column for each of these things, right? So obviously the things that make you more money for the least effort that you enjoy doing is probably the one we want to do, right? But what we're going to do is weight each of these columns by how important it is to you as well. So if it's not important to you about how much you enjoy it, that's obviously going to rank really, you know, weight quite low. If it doesn't matter to you about how much effort's involved, right? And obviously the money, we're going to sort of weight the money. Now you may find your weighting is the same, on each of them, but you should get an idea based on that sort of ranking. As you now start to add the rows across, you'll you'll very quickly see which one actually goes, ah, this one's a standout. What would you do, Tim, if you had something that had a weight of 10 um, for price, so it was bringing in a, a good amount of money, but it came in with a weight of one for enjoyment? Oh, that's a really tough call, Sam. And I must mm-hmm. admit, I've done this for the client. I did sack my most valuable client once. I think it comes back to this thing, right? If and I know in our last episode we talked about, you know, your passion, yeah, our key process, right? Our, our knowledge, um, our expertise, knowledge, experience, experience. expertise, experience, and and passion. If you find yourself doing something that, whilst it makes you a lot of money, you don't love doing, you may have fallen in your corporate job. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're going to you're going to find yourself burning out. You'll start to resent your business if that's the case. Yeah. And when you resent your business, you start to resent your clients and that's when you're in all sorts of problems. Yeah. Can I tell you what I would do? Go well, on. I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if I had something where I had an enjoyment of one, but it was bringing it was fruitful for the business, I would look at how I could change it. I would look at how I could change it because even if you lose a couple of clients, it's better than losing all of your clients. And if you're doing something that you're more passionate about and you're excited about, not only will you keep the clients that you already have, but you'll attract new clients anyway. Yeah, I think that's super important. Absolutely super important. Now, the interesting thing is this, that this is, and, and this is probably something that you need to think about as you're doing your accounting process. Right. Start to allocate the revenue from different products into a different category. Don't just put it into a consolidated revenue because you may find very quickly that one product generates about 80% of your revenue. Mm. And, and in actual fact, you'll probably find that quite quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely separate your products out. Have them in different departments. Yeah. It's a really interesting one when you find that 80% of your revenue becomes from 20% of your effort. Mm. I know that when we had our retail stores, we did this. So we had departments of all of the, the products that we sold. And it was, I remember looking at it one day and going, 20% of our floor space was taken up on the product with the absolute lowest product, like profit margin that you could get. And I was like, this has got to change because we've got these other things that it's like, this is 60% of our total profit. Like we should be filling out more of that or we should be we should be looking at how we can change that around. And yeah. it's the same with your product offerings. I know, uh, I know I did the same exercise on an e-commerce business several years ago, Sam, that, that uh, looked at acquiring and, you know, 80% of the revenue came from 20% of the stock. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a result of that, if you got rid of all the other things, you wouldn't actually need as much warehousing space. You'd make a lot more money with a lot less effort. Mm, totally. Goals. Okay. Yep. The second thing to do, once you've got an idea about which products that we want to keep in our lineup, we're going to do the same thing with our clients, but we're going to rate them on a slightly different scale. We're going to give them a score out of one to 10 again. Right? We can give them A, B, C, or D. <laughs> Be ruthless on this one as well. Right, but we're going, to, we're going to rank them on how much you enjoy working with them, how much impact we have on their business, right? and we're going to look at who's consuming an A or a B product. I'm going to guess that most of the time those A clients that you love working with are the ones that bring you the most money. There's going to be a reason, and it's not just, you know, from a – I like them because of this. You'll find it's because it's the things that you're most passionate about that that will be a match. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it often it often is. But doing it's, I think it's just about being deliberate about the exercise. Absolutely. Right, and often we we don't do this sort of deliberate sort of look at our business to say. What is what are, what are the products or services that are bringing me the most money for the least effort? Who are the clients that are consuming those products right, that we enjoy working with and that actually makes an impact on their business? Mm. It is going to pair things back, right? You are going to make less money doing this exercise, right? Because you will end up cancelling some clients and you'll get rid of some products that aren't doing anything for you, right? But you'll probably find that you make, again, that more money piece with um, and, and enjoy your business a lot more. I was just reading an article that Richard Branson wrote today, um, published on LinkedIn. He was talking about space, creating space, and that by creating space, it it brings in opportunity. And I think that this is what it is. You might, when you first start off, you might think, oh my goodness, I can't afford to lose that client, or I don't really want to get rid of that, that program, even though I really don't like doing it. But once you actually create that space, the energy changes and you end up attracting more of your ideal clients or or doing more of the things that you love doing. So I think that even though you might start off with with things going not the right way, I think it they it writes itself pretty quickly. Yep. Okay. Now we've got two lists: one of products, one of clients. All right. Step three in this process. <laughs> Right, is being ruthless about cancelling anything that doesn't support those A and B things. Absolutely. Right? Now that might mean technology, it's going to be lead magnets, it's going to be funnels, and yes, it is going to be clients and mm-hmm. all staff. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the rest. 
Absolutely. If you've got, if you decide that you're only going to go down to one product offering, you can get rid of, you know, you might be able to get rid of a whole heap of funnels. You might be able to cancel subscriptions to tech. You probably won't need to promote certain lead magnets anymore. So we're really just pairing everything back metaphorically, just slowing down, sharpening the ax so that we can move forward um, and be able to chop that tree down a lot faster. Yeah, I remember a story a friend of mine told me years ago, uh, Leanne, Leanne, an accountant who lives in uh, Kiama on the coast of New South Wales. And, and one of her clients, she was telling me the story about simplification of their business. And they were a $24, $25 million firm, right? Mm-hmm. With a couple of partners in the business. Mm-hmm. They went through a simplification process very much like this one. And they actually paired the business back from $24 million down to $4 million in revenue. Wow, that's gutsy. That's taken it to a whole new level. Yeah, a whole new level. Less stress on the owners mm-hmm. right, who actually individually took out more money from their $4 million business than they did the $24 million one. Wow. Wow, what an awesome story. Okay. So it, you might think, oh, my God, I've lost $20 million in revenue. But, you know, running a $24 million business is quite a stressful I was going to say, it probably <laughs> added quite a few years to their life expectancy, I would yeah. think. Okay. So, again, we're talking about simplification. We're talking about bringing back things to the point where they're manageable and potentially more profitable as well. Mm, absolutely. Okay. Our business is not just this strive to be bigger. Our business is a strive to be more effective and more efficient at delivering, as we often talk about, Sam, the lifestyle that we want from it. This is something I'm so passionate about, life by design. Yeah. Okay. Let's quickly recap those. So we're going to do an ABCD exercise on your product offerings, looking at what makes you most money, what's the least effort, what do you actually enjoy doing, and we're going to weight those as well. We're going to do the same exercise with our clients, ABCD, right? Who do we enjoy working with? What's the impact that what we do on their business? And are they consuming one of our A or B products? Mm-hmm. Okay. And anything that doesn't support those things, we're going to cancel. Love it. I love it. I love simplification. Like if you're, if you've been listening to this episode and you feel like a weight could be lifted off your shoulders, that is the absolute spotlight on the fact that that's, this is exactly what you should be doing right now. It feels good. I, I've done this before and it just feels so nice on the other side. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode. If you know someone that would get value from this episode, please go to the top of your podcast app and click the share button, share it with them. And while you're there, click the follow or the subscribe button to be notified every time we drop another episode. Thank you for joining me, Tim. It's been a pleasure as always. Great to be here. And we will catch you all on Monday for another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Ciao, ciao. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.